Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 317. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis, and welcome to the blogcast. Uh, today's blog is one of a series that are uh, about my experience of being on jury duty. Uh, I'm not sure where we are in terms of the podcasts of these, um, but there is one more to be published, I guess we call it, on the internet. It's not really publishing, but we call it that anyway. But anyway, there's one more coming uh, in that realm, But and after that, it'll finally be over. <laughs> I've been, you know, alternating. So basically, there's one jury post followed by a different one, and then the jury post, and then another thing. I am still away from my setup. In fact, my setup kind of is no more. So it's going to be a little while before things sound probably normal. So thanks for hanging in there. I'm trying uh, this time to actually hold the mic, which I never do in recording because it can be uh, loud. (laughs) Um, but I, for some reason, this particular mic is not playing nicely with GarageBand today. So this is the only way to get waveforms that are reasonable. (laughs) So anyway, um, I feel like I'm about to do, uh, a concert. Like when I hold a mic, I feel like I'm about to sing. And I feel like I'm about to sing in a very particular way, like I'm about to do a cabaret song or uh, maybe some karaoke. Uh, I don't, you know, when I like used to do gigs, like with a band or even solo, I'm usually playing guitar, so the mic is on a stand. But I've been in shows in the past where I, I, I held the mic, so... It's not unfamiliar. Um, it just makes me feel like there should be a, a, a pianist behind me. And we're about to begin a song. And this is some patter before we begin. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I wish that were about to happen. That'd be super fun. Oh, my God. I haven't performed in a million years. So, yeah, I would be super up for it. Uh, but that's not actually what's happening right now. Right now, I'm sitting on a couch facing a wall so as to not have the sound bounce around the room uh, and holding a microphone l- looking <laughs> at a wall. So, you know, woo! Not, not quite like being in front of an audience. But you, my lovely people, are my audience, and I am, in fact, in front of you, just in a different way. And I will sing you a song at the end of this podcast. So it's not so far away. Anyway, today's blog is called uh, The Theater of the Court. And it's a little bit of a look at the theatrical experience of being on the jury. And I'm going to read it to you. Here it is. The Theater of the Court. In one of the videos they play for jurors, the narrator explains the court as being a lot like theater. He explained the roles and the conflict, the set and the setting. I was intrigued by this explanation because as a theater maker, 
I would not assume people understood theater any more than they do a court. If court is a show, though, it is not necessarily a good one. One thing that surprised me in serving on a jury was how willing to bore the audience everyone seemed to be. There were multiple moments where I thought, are they trying to win this case by boring us to death? The first time I thought this was when the plaintiff's lawyer interviewed his hired gun medical witness and had him slowly answer medical questions and read medical records for over an hour. Both of them speaking incredibly slowly with very little inflection. The second time I thought this was when the defense read the plaintiff's deposition interview into the record. It went something like this. Question. Where did you live then? Answer. I don't remember. Question. You don't remember? Answer. I don't remember. It was the world's driest dialogue read dryly by one dry lawyer. And he read question and answer each time, too. I'm a professional actor, and I feel like I could inject some zest in almost anything, but I would shake in my boots if I was challenged to read this dialogue. The third time I felt this way was during the plaintiff's lawyer's closing statements, wherein he pulled out a stack of medical records, chose the one from the top, flipped to the back, slowly found the doctor's name, and then read it, followed by their description of the patient's complaint. It was the same phrase over and over, the same procedure over and over, one stack of papers after another for maybe 15 minutes. The reading I could handle. It was the minutes of searching for the page and then slowly pulling out the next one. My God, if it was a show, I'd have left it. The last time I felt this way was during the judge's charge to the jury. We were warned by the officer that it generally took 50 minutes for him to read this thing. So we were prepared, but wow. The judge did his best to zhuzh it up, but the material is long and dull. And I cannot imagine an actor who could make it work. Maybe Mr. T. Because every show would be improved by the presence of Mr. T. But, of course... All these exceptionally dull and tedious hours are not for theatrical purposes. No theater maker would dare bore their audience like this. But then a theatrical audience is not compelled by law to sit there and listen. Maybe that's the major difference. The architecture of this particular courtroom was also really not effective theatrical space. I was juror number two, 
So I was seated at this odd point of convergence of the space, wherein absolutely everyone spoke directly to me. There were five other jurors in the box, but almost every single person on stage looked almost exclusively at me while they spoke. I imagine that's mostly to do with the way the space is arranged, but I also know that I am a well-trained audience member, so I am easier to talk to than most. I am easy to read and incapable of cutting off the channel of a performer who needs it. This is why I prefer not to sit in the front row of a show if I can help it. It's a lot of work for me to be that channel. I kept wanting to tell the folks in the courtroom to work the room, not just me. This was not a situation of being at a concert and being convinced that the singer is singing just for me, though I have certainly experienced that phenomenon. At times, the lawyers were directly in front of me, maybe a foot and a half away, looking directly into my eyes. It was exhausting. If court is a show, it is an incredibly tedious one with dull performances and awkward acting. It's overly long, and you're not even allowed to talk about it until it's all over. Was it traumatic? No. Was it comedic? Briefly, for a moment or two. The way a joke at the DMV is a nice break in the atmosphere. Was it romantic? Can't imagine how. If there was ever a meet-cute in the jury room, I'd like to hear about it, because it is not a meet-cute atmosphere, that is for sure. Was it action-packed? No. All events happened six years before. All drama was long past. If courts are theater, they're very, very bad theater. Which came first, courts or theater? Or did they evolve alongside one another? I suspect courts have a different lineage. The first courts were part of the court, and it was mostly just going along to see the king and hoping he'd see things your way. It feels to me that the courtroom is designed more like a king's court than a theater. Our court system is certainly better than a king's authoritarian rule, though it might not feel that great lately. But it is not good theater. That much I can tell you. It's funny because I was not thinking of this piece as a particularly long one, uh, but I record these in the structure of the previous blogcast. So I can just, you know, cut and paste stuff and throw it in. And uh, this one is clearly much longer than the one from last week. Um, and I think it's not that it's got more words in it. I think it's just that I read the chunks that were read by the lawyers very slowly. And I think uh, that made this one a bit longer, <laughs> which makes me laugh. Like, oh, I guess I, I could go incredibly slowly if I, I know it's impossible. I can't <laughs> like, I, I, I'm just viscerally unable to do it for more than a few seconds before I, I mean, obviously I could, I could speak slowly if I needed to, but, um, man, <laughs> those lawyers, 
were so, they were not so dull, like they weren't so dull when they were just talking, like when they were trying to be regular humans, but they, they slowed way down for the boring stuff. Anyway, listen, I don't expect a court performance to be a show, but they set it up like that. That's the thing. Like that jury video was like, you're coming to a show. It's a jury show. You're a part of the show. And I was like, okay, if you say so. And uh, it, it is a very, very, very boring show. And I'm not sure it's effective, right? Like I, I understand if there's a lot of boring information that they need to make sure that we get, but like the jury actually has to process the stuff that is said to them. And if they are bored out of their gourds from listening to incredibly tedious and actually not that relevant information, I'm not sure your brain is like, oh, now let me think things through in a logical fashion so I can reach the conclusion that is meant to be reached for justice or whatever. Like, there's value in being succinct and uh, creating an atmosphere of efficiency, I feel. Maybe I'm crazy. But, you know, in the theater, we don't bore our audiences because, you know, we like, for many reasons, I don't, you know, I don't need to, I don't need to lay out for you. But I think it also makes sense to not bore a bunch of jurors. Like, they have to stay awake. You can literally have a mistrial if they fall asleep. And that was some really dull business. Anyway, I don't need to rant about it anymore. I've already written the blog. <laughs> so what I'm going to sing for you today, I've been learning a bunch of different court songs, law songs. I've got a whole playlist of various songs to do with the law. None of them really speak directly to the content of the things that I have written, but, eh, you know, it's a, we got to speak, we're stretching things out. Why not? So I'm going to play for you in a moment, Jackson Brown's Lawyers in Love, because you know what? This song is three and a half minutes, the way I do it, and more happens in those three and a half minutes than did in the entire week and a half that I was a juror on a court case. So there's something about like, and Jackson Brown's not even a theater maker, like he's a songwriter, but this song has a lot of stuff happens and it is not boring. I'm going to say that right now. I don't, I don't think it could be. Also, and this is a complete side note and has nothing to do with the content of either courts or theater or uh, being boring, but uh, the song was written in 1986 or it came out in 1986. Who knows when it was actually written? But it is such an extraordinary time capsule of 1986. Like, it is, it, <laughs> like, there's, it, uh, I don't know how to, the, the images are all so, so of that particular moment. And it's also kind of prescient. Like, there's a part where uh, he says, uh, the USSR will be opening soon. 
And this is 1986. The USSR had not opened and was not opening anytime soon as far as anybody knew in 1986. But you know who knew? Jackson Brown. I mean, he says it'll be opening soon as a vacation land for lawyers in love. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's not literally, I think, what he has in mind. But it, it reads so, I don't know, it's just so interesting to, to hear it from this angle. I mean, the first time I heard the song, it was 1986. So, so it sounds a little different now. Anyway, I'm looking forward to playing that for you on ukulele in just a moment. But meanwhile, I want to thank you so much for listening to the blogcast. If you like it, please tell someone about it. Share it, uh, review, like, subscribe, give it stars, you know, in the Apple app. That's a good one. Um, and if you'd like to support it with your dollars, there's patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis. There's Kofi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes. We are seven episodes into season two of The Dragoning. Three more to go. So if you want to get on board that train, it's in any podcast app. And if it's not in a podcast app that you're using, please tell me so I can put it there. Same with this one. Um, yeah, so here I will give to you now the full of action song by Jackson Brown, Lawyers in Love. Vacation lands 
hands for lawyers in love. Ooh, shall I?